Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We're back. So this episode, we're very excited because we're talking about changing the narrative, okay? The Black narrative. And we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Miss Marilyn. And I'm going to give you a little background on her. She is a wife, unschooling mother of three, and she's a cognitive behavioral specialist and transformational motherhood coach. So shout out to all the mothers out there. This one is truly for you. She's committed to changing the narrative on Black motherhood and family through her work. Marilyn is passionate about Black mothers, helping them to tell their story, finding freedom, and overall, the overwhelming disruption of the limiting belief and social stigma through mastering their mindset So and also healing through their relationships. We all need that. We need that empowerment. We need that boost. So I'm not going to give any extra because I want her to tell you to welcome Miss Marilyn. Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let Quinn jump right into it. (laughs) I'm going to jump right on into it. All right. So we love your business and mission of developing the peaceful black mama. Mm -hmm. But let's take it back to the unrest. Let's talk about your thoughts on the present narrative of the black mother. Okay. um, Well, you know, I think we can all kind of take a guess at what the current um, narrative is. You know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a narrative is the, the narrative is one of dysfunction, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, looking at how the media presents us, you know, we're, angry, um, lazy, we're violent. Um, essentially we're the work mules of the world and we neglect our families and we're welfare queens and we love to be single mothers slash baby mamas, you know, that that's just, you know, what we represent. And that's so untrue for the majority of us, but so much of that has been ingrained into our psyches, um, as a, community as a culture and then you know just collectively and and into society psyche and in some ways we start to own it and make it true in some form in our own lives you know and um that's you know my goal is to disrupt that because no i mean if you look historically um we were the nannies and the wet nurses Mm -hmm. of the world when our people you know (laughs) were not free you know so there's a reason why we were chosen for that because we have such an inherent nurturing ability. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of that in this present climate has been, um, again, like I said, uh, it has been um, um, pressed. The stress has kind of taken that away from some of us, and some of us have adopted what the the dominant culture wants to to impress upon us about who we are, and it's not true. And so, like I said, that is. Um, what I'm here to really disrupt and bring us back to ourselves and who we really are. Exactly. And, (laughs) you know, 
I can talk about my black mama, and I'm sure he can talk about his black mama. Uh-huh. They have really established the foundation of us. You know what I mean? Like exactly. the black mother, as you said, is the pillar of mm-hmm. the family to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, we don't neglect the fathers, but we're talking about mamas today. Exactly. And the reality is the mother is the one who births life. Mm-hmm. So that one is also the pillar to me. So yeah. I think that in that thought process, in that thinking, I want to also take it to the next level because we can talk about these narratives, but we got to first start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about changing the narrative, what did Marilyn have to change in order to be a peaceful <laughs> Black mama. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I have to change my mindset about everything that I just spoke on. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to change the story that I had been made to believe about who I am and who we all are, you know, and, and as and it, in relationship to the world and to each other. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, this. I grew up in in a way um, and. Again, going back to what you said, I know my relationship with my mother. She was like, you know, if you want to talk about nurturing and love and just, you know, yes. being all in as a mother, that's who my mother was. And that's what I learned. But as I came up outside of her, I started seeing, you know, this, um, that narrative play out of who I saw my sister as, you know, Ooh. meaning my black sisters out in the world. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, being one of those people or being encouraged to be one of the people who said, okay, yeah, you know, I keep y'all at an arm, arm's reach, you know what I mean? Keep right, all the distance right. And everything because of who uh, um, I had been learning early in life, going through high school and college about who, you know, they were supposed to be and who, and, and I say they, because that's what I saw them as at the time, or I saw, yeah. you know, my sisters as at the time, but now I know, understand that it's we. So that mindset mindset had to change and I had to take responsibility for the change and let go of responsibility for anyone else's happiness or Mm. their perceptions you know um, about me personally because living my life my own way and being especially in this space being unapologetically focused on the black experience has exposed me to a lot of criticism you know so I had to give up on, you know, not in a negative way, but in an empowering way, give up being um, responsible for other people's perceptions about me and my intentions and who I am and and just about Black mothers in general. And I learned to ask um, for what I need because that's what I think that a lot of us have learned um, Mm -hmm. along the way. It's that somehow we're supposed to be these super women who just do it right. all and take on all the burdens and everything. You know, that's why I said that we're like the work meals. We take on all the 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 responsibilities of the world on our shoulders, you know, and um, that that's not something that you have to do. We don't have to do it alone and you don't have to do it all. You know, it doesn't make you any less. And at the same time, learn to have strong boundaries. And I had mm-hmm. to... Um, I had to create space for my own dreams. And most importantly, I think I had to learn to live life, not in spite of being mm-hmm. a mother, in spite of motherhood, but because of motherhood and to its glory. And, and that's the space that I had to operate from. So that was one of the big changes, the, the big changes that I had to make. Wow. Yeah. I call all of that. You have to really do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because being a mother has made me a 
better person. And I had to learn and, and embrace that, that I deserve to live from that space of like inspiration and love, you know? That's oh, what we all yeah. deserve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So this, this next question is definitely relevant to where we are currently. Mm-hmm. Um, as we go more in depth, how has the pandemic challenged your household and did you enjoy your children learning virtually? Well, honestly, you know, I, my children have always been home. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we homeschool. You know, we're unschoolers, okay. and so that didn't affect us. But what it did for us um, was create the opportunity for myself and my family to serve in a big way. Um, as being, you know, veteran unschoolers, we organized and um, hosted the very first ever Black Unschooling Summit. Um, and it was a conference. Ooh. Yeah, it was a conference dedicated just to supporting, you know, Black, Indigenous, people of color, um, their families and making, um, helping them in making the transition or advancing in their journey of self-directed education and living. And so the pandemic really created the environment for so many people who were like resistant, you know, to the idea of home education for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, to the, it kind of forced them into a space to be uh, more open to it and embrace it and start to see the enormous benefits firsthand for themselves. And even for the people who wanted to all along, but just could never ha- have the time or the wherewithal to do it before. So mm-hmm. it really created um, a very um, unique opportunity. And the conference was, I mean, it was, uh, I have to say it, an unprecedented success. We sold out twice. You know, wow. <laughs> we sold out twice without even paying for any advertising, you know, wow. we sold out twice. and we'll be hosting the next one um, late this spring or early in the summer. Um, we'll have some dates coming out for that. But it was incredible. And it was a great experience, a great opportunity to, to serve and and take all of our, you know, previous challenges of getting through and, and, and getting into that space of being home educators and using that experience to support and help others. And it really helped us to create a foundation um, for our um, and support, support for our community. What was challenging, though, in 2020 was that we had just moved to a new state and, um, and I was pregnant. So being pregnant in 2020 was not the jam. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The peaceful right. woman had to really try some peace, didn't she? You know, it was not the jam. I mean, all of it, like navigating the healthcare system in 2020 was a nightmare. And then, like I said, because we just moved, we didn't have, we didn't know anyone. So we didn't have access to like our village and our support system. Nobody could come because of COVID. And, right. you know, um, especially after I had the baby, it was, it, that part was stressful, you know, but we made it. You know, mm-hmm. we yes. and, you, you know, we're thriving. Thank you, Jesus. You know, <laughs> yes. You know, so definitely. But great. You know, I can't say I can't be mad at 2020. It was a challenging year, but it had so many opportunities. And even from the challenges, I was able to learn and create new spaces where I'm supporting because um, I'm also. I hadn't worked in that space for um, for many years, but I'm also a, a postpartum doula. And it was like having the experience that I normally try to support mothers and not having and me being in the space mm-hmm. where so, you know, really feeling what it's like to not have that, you know, um, support that, yeah. you know, that you that, you know, women want after having a baby. 
And it, it really brought a lot of new clarity, you know, and empathy mm -hmm. to me. So, hey, you know, no losses, you know? No losses. All good. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you definitely have to let us know about this next homeschooling session because Quinn and I, we don't have any children yet, uh -huh. but... It's an early conversation. It's an early hey, conversation. Never too early. Never, never yeah. too early. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you said unschooling. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess I want to dig a little deeper into that because what did you have to unschool? Oh, I mean, um, so unschooling, the, the, the simple um, definition for it would be that is mainly child-led learning, but mm -hmm. there's so it, it's so much deeper than that because unschooling basically is like unlearning what we think we know about education, how children learn, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and really you know letting go of a lot of the things that we have been again have been ingrained in us by in, you know society, and thinking that if we're not in a school building and if there's not you know this structure of the education system um, to make us learn and make children learn that somehow they just won't do it. When children mm -hmm. are probably the most prolific learners that exist on the planet, you know, yeah. you create the opportunities and the environment around them in which that they can learn and have what they need. You can't stop them. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if I go into my experience, you know, I have a group called Unschooling While Black and um, and I do a lot of our work through that. That's actually the group through which, you know, I presented the conference last year. And um, and if you want to dive in there, you know, I do a lot of talks and and videos and, you know, just, you know, really, you know, coaching through that space with um, a lot of families who were trying to learn more about it. But, you know, I could go on and on. There's so many ways in which we've been taught that we have to control and you know, micromanage or somehow, again, like I said, make children learn when it's what they were born to do, literally. Literally. You know, you know? <laughs> it's what they were born to do. And we don't have to work so hard or create so much, um, you know, stress and angst within our families around it or even culturally. And that's just, you know, on the human scale. When we bring it to the Black experience of unschooling and, you know, we can go even deeper talking about you know, how our children have a completely different experience in school than other people's children, you know? Yes. We can talk about the school to prison pipeline. We can talk about, you know, mm. um, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's so much in which being locked into this system has a tremendous impact on our children and on our lives. Um, and so we, we, we dig deep and we get into all of that, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an onion. You know? <laughs> oh, you're right. So many and I love onions. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I think you literally pulled it right out of my brain. I was like, should I say school? But that's really what was on my mind. School to prison pipeline. Yes, absolutely. We woke woke out here and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> So nobody is sleep. You know, we're not sleeping. <laughs> well, in my ebonics, nobody is sleep. It's sleep. <laughs> sleep, sleep, all of that. Okay. But all jokes aside, that is so powerful because mm. We need to have that space. We, Absolutely. as in the Black people, Absolutely. need to have that space to express ourselves, to really, as you said, unlearn the tradition. Exactly. 
because like you said, there's so much more to life. And we know of people that their children were, you know, homeschool and they're excelling. Absolutely. Look, on the same <laughs> level and mostly above. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, people love to say, well, I'm homeschooling, so they're missing out on the social experience. I'm like, real talk, when they grow up, if they mm -hmm. grow up a single child or only mm -hmm. child, they don't have that extra social, but they still can manage mm -hmm. through interaction. And like you said, I mean, I'm a, I come from pre-K, so with me and you both can have a good time on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> we can dig into that. So, yeah. Go ahead, Kim. I, I just, as we, we're talking, it's just, this is what makes Black culture Black culture, because we're able to unwind <laughs> and then jump right back into professionalism at the same Absolutely. time. <laughs> and, you know, we're so... I think the main thing about our culture is we need to be more engaged in relearning some things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I believe with Peaceful Black Mama and Unschooling While Black, I believe that's bringing all that back. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it too. So, you know, that really leads me to talk about how all of your experience have made you more resilient? How? How, how would you describe that? Um, I think definitely um, it's made me more resilient because I know who I am and what I stand for. And, you know, and in the same way, and, and I've learned to be a learner. So I'm always gaining more knowledge and experience as I expand and grow into who I am. So, like I said, you know, I, I, I have the wherewithal to take life as it comes and extract the lessons and extract the good out of any situation, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's a big part of resilience and having a, a growth mindset, you know, from, you know, childhood into adulthood. Um, I mean, I'm okay with all of who I am when it comes to me as a person personally, as a woman, as a mother, I'm okay with you know, not being, you know, the um, labeled as the strong, independent, whatever. I, I'll be sensitive, you know. Um, <laughs> there you go. You know, you know I'm, I'm okay with both needing people and being self-determined. Um, I'm okay mm. with being in love with motherhood and being a wife um, when society tells us that there's, you know, that that shouldn't be enough to fulfill us. You know, mm -hmm. that we should be doing so much more, you know, with our lives. But, you know, what greater calling is there? You know, we out of, uh, and, and not to say that other callings aren't great, but I don't think there's one that's greater than, you know, <laughs> the yeah. call of, you know, of, of motherhood, the call of, of raising up our families into um, um, disti distinction and excellence. And I don't mean that in some posh way. I mean that just you know, as a human being before God, all of that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think that definitely has, has been a, a big part of, of, of who I am and what's developed my resilience. Okay. <laughs> yes. We, we just doing the conversation. Um, I know we hadn't really dug into this, but how, how do you feel about sharing, you know, maybe some motherhood tips? in general and maybe more about your 
classes and courses? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, um, I mean, motherhood tips. Okay, how about this? Top five tips. Top five tips. Um, yeah. I think I think we can wrap it all up, maybe in one or two. Let me see. Here. Oh, okay, okay. You know? <laughs> Uh, and I kind of said this already, is that one of the most important things that I have learned as a mother is that we love our children, we love our families, and we do everything that we can for them, but you are not responsible for anybody else's happiness, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, what you're responsible for is your own happiness and your own growth, and then creating a space, inviting everybody else to join into it, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you, uh, everyone has to go through their own journey and that includes your children. And a lot of us as moms, we create our own misery, you know, by trying to micromanage, you know, everybody's life because yeah, we have our experiences and we have things that we, you know, know better technically. And Mm -hmm. we don't want our children, you know, to experience those negative things that we went through. But um, that's not your job. You right. Know? Uh, we keep them safe. We, you know, feed them and give them all of the good that we possibly can. But at the end of the day, they have to go through their life experiences in their own way. And what your job is being a model for how to um, for how to navigate life. You know, they learn mm-hmm. by watching you. And so you, you don't change anything about their experience, really by you know micromanaging them you mm-hmm. support their experience by being a model for how to live um so man that was a <laughs> whole quote yeah that was a whole quote go ahead yeah. and add that to the apparel <laughs> <laughs> you're the model you're the model <laughs> Well, and you know, and and I guess I can sum it up, and that's one of my, the things. If you um, follow me on Facebook or Instagram, and you read any of what I um, I share, um, that's it's it's all about you at the end of the day, you know. And so, um, a lot of what we want to change in our children would actually be better changed in us, you know. Mm. So, so okay, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we we really evolve into. <laughs> as I like to say, new ideology. <laughs> yes, you know, um, and it's a way forward for us. And like I said, you know, it's changing the narrative. I mean, you'd be surprised. I'm so um, proud of our generation and the ones coming up because we really are, you know, changing the narrative and changing the, the, the um, and I'll just go ahead and say it, um, a lot of the, the, the post-traumatic slave mentality <laughs> that yes. you know, our previous generations have had, you know, and mm-hmm. the way that we raised our children and we're shifting so much of that. And, and I, I couldn't be happier and prouder of what we're doing. Me too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So overall, man, we appreciate you sharing <laughs> your mission of the new black narrative with us and our listeners. Share with our audience where they can follow and any other final comments that you have because you, you you got so much powerful impact. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the peacefulblackmama.com, that's my main site. Look out for a lot of change there. That's where you can find what I do and um, new programs um, that I'm releasing. Uh, and also in the summer, you know, keeping my fingers crossed, I'm working on releasing a book now. 
and that'll be on the page. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so um, that'll update on the page as soon as I have everything up there with the peaceful black mama.com um, IG um, at the peaceful black mama and on Facebook, um, Marilyn Odwenyi, O-D-U-E-N-Y-I um, or my um, page is the peaceful black mama. So wherever you look for me, I'm on clubhouse too at peaceful BLK mama. All right, but all right. Um, you know, all right. <laughs> Unschooling while black. I just um, launched a Patreon because Unschooling while black is my labor of love for our community. So we do not do this for profit, but we do um, take patrons to help us keep the lights on and do the work that we do. So um, Unschooling while black, um, Patreon Unschooling while black, and the Facebook group is also unschooling while black. So look for us there, join the community, get all the support that you need and um, anything you want to learn about home education um, and self-direction and all that good stuff will be there for you. Wow. <laughs> we have truly gotten experience with the people black mama. Okay, y'all. So this has been another great episode of Resilient Love. We thank you, Miss Marilyn, and we're signing thank you. out. Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.